A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 23rd of April. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Ferrier. A warning from the Ukrainian president to the rest of the world as the war rumbles on. And more terrorist attacks have taken place in Afghanistan. There is a serious crisis in the country with no hope coming from the region. The Times Daily World Briefing. The president of Ukraine has warned that the invasion of his country is merely the beginning. Volodymyr Zelensky claims Russia has ambitions to invade other countries following comments made by a Russian commander. He claimed Moscow wants to take control of southern Ukraine as it would give access to the separatist region of Transnistria in neighbouring Moldova, prompting deep concern from Moldova's foreign ministry. Russia is hoping to take control of the entire Donbass region in the east of Ukraine, as well as the country's southern ports. Jerome Starkey is the Sun newspaper's defence editor and is in Kharkiv. Eight weeks ago when this conflict started, Vladimir Putin had made it very clear that he thought Ukraine had no right to exist as an independent country. His objectives were to conquer all of Ukraine, to topple Kiev in 72 hours and to watch the country crumble. Now that hasn't happened uh, for a number of reasons, but largely to do with Ukraine's ferocious resistance and Russia's terrible logistics and poor battlefield tactics. So what we've seen since then is Russia redraw its ambitions dramatically to say that it was focusing on the east, on the Donbass. And President Putin claiming, you know, quite transparently lying to suggest that this was only ever his objective to claim the Donbass. And that has become the Russian army's military main effort. But now these comments from a senior commander in Russia's central military district uh, suggesting that actually their objectives are twofold, capture the east, control the south. They want a land corridor from Russian soil to Crimea. Reports suggest the Kremlin is prepared to agree to a ceasefire in the besieged port city of Mariupol to allow Ukrainian fighters and civilians sheltering there to leave. Earlier this week, Mr Putin congratulated his defence minister on the victory in capturing Mariupol. But Mike Yardley, military historian and former war reporter, told us this isn't the case. The truth is it's not gone at all well for him. It's been incredibly expensive in terms of um, both uh, material casualties and actual people that he's lost. And that message will get back to people in Russia eventually, though he will try and present this to the Russian people as some sort of victory. 
Ukraine's Ministry of Defence spokesperson has said Russia is trying to conduct what it is calling a referendum in occupied territories in the Kherson and Zaporizhia regions. Colonel Alexandra Motyzanik gave an update on the conflict. Russia continues its large-scale aggression against our country. The enemy is on the offensive in the eastern operational area with the main objective of establishing full control over the territory of Donetsk and Luhansk regions and of sustaining a land order with the occupied Crimea. He said Russia is also preventing men of conscription age from leaving occupied territories. To Afghanistan now, where 33 people have been killed in a bomb attack at a Sunni mosque in the city of Kunduz. This follows four attacks across Afghanistan on Thursday, all claimed by the Islamic State group. Kamar Chima, who's a strategic and political analyst based in Islamabad, told Times Radio that the citizens of Afghanistan are feeling abandoned by their rulers. I think there's, there's a serious crisis in the country with no hope coming from the region, no hope coming from within the country, uh, and the no hope coming from international community. So right now, the Taliban, uh, they have left Afghanistan in lurch without hope. Um, it's, it's a huge challenge for the Taliban. Though the Taliban claim to have defeated IS, the group still poses a security threat to Afghanistan's new rulers. After the withdrawal of Western forces after 20 years of presence in the country, bomb attacks in Afghanistan have actually declined considerably. But now that the Taliban controls the country, the Islamic State group has been carrying out the attacks in areas where their rivals previously never had any presence. The UN's Deputy Special Representative of the Security General says the attacks were a painful reminder of the insecurity and the dangers facing the Afghan people daily. On the way, how a video of Tyson Fury's violent outburst has gone viral and why a town in Australia is full of Elvis lookalikes. The Times Daily World Briefing. What is illegal offline is also seen and dealt with as illegal online, not as a slogan, as reality. Those are the words of the EU antitrust chief as she clamps down on the way tech giants police illegal content. Margrethe Vestager words come as several countries and lawmakers in the European Union have agreed on new rules which requires tech giants to do more to police what's being said and shared on their platforms. The new rules were agreed after more than 16 hours of negotiations. The Digital Services Act is the second prong of Vestager's strategy to rein in Google, Meta and other US tech giants. It thought it could force the likes of those companies to change their core business practices in Europe. Parts of Washington, D.C. have flooded with flashing lights as yet another shooting in the U.S. has left two adults critically wounded and a child injured. Chaos erupted near a college preparatory school in an upscale area in Washington, D.C. as a gunman opened fire from the upper floor of an apartment building. Police say two victims were found wounded near the private preparatory academy, Edmund Burke School, and are hospitalized in a critical but stable condition. Assistant D.C. Police Chief Stuart Emmerman told reporters that they were seeking a person of interest. We are seeking a person of interest that we would like to speak with. That individual's name has come to light as a Raymond Spencer. He is a 23-year-old male. We will be posting information on our social media shortly uh, to get the public that information. We would like to speak with Mr. Spencer. We'd like him to come forward to the police 
uh, turn himself in so we may speak with him further uh, as a person of interest. Washington, D.C. police released a photo of Spencer on their Twitter account. No motive has yet been identified for the shooting. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest updates on the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix, here's John Jackson. Formula One world champion Max Verstappen is on pole position for Saturday's sprint race at the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix after a chaotic qualifying session in Italy. The wet conditions at Imola saw the session suspended five times as championship leader Charles Leclerc eventually qualified second in the Ferrari with Britain's Lando Norris third for McLaren. The winner of the 100-kilometre sprint race will take eight points instead of the three previously available, and the result will decide the grid for Sunday's main race. Monegasque driver Leclerc has a 34-point lead over George Russell in the Mercedes after winning twice, finishing second in the other, and taking all three bonus points available for fastest laps. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. A video surfaced of what appears to be former heavyweight champion Mike Tyson punching a fellow first-class passenger on a plane in San Francisco International Airport. At the age of 20, in 1987, Tyson became the youngest heavyweight champion in history. During his career as a professional boxer, he had 50 wins, 44 of them by knockout. He was banned briefly in 1997 after infamously biting off part of Evander Holyfield's ear during a fight. The belligerent man was sitting behind Tyson, apparently becoming aggressive, harassing him, and throwing water bottles before Tyson turned around and struck the man until he drew blood. Authorities are still investigating the incident. And finally, thousands of Elvis fans have been taking to the streets of Australia, celebrating the life of the late king of rock and roll. Donned in wigs and bejeweled jumpsuits, attendants danced down the main streets of parks flanked by vintage cars. It was cancelled in 2021 due to the pandemic and then delayed this year, making this the 29th year of the Parks Elvis Festival, which attracts close to 25,000 to the town. The festival will close on Sunday after five days of frivolities and Elvis-inspired events. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 23rd of April. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.